All thanks and praise is due to God. We seek God's help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in God from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whoever God guides will never be led astray, and whoever God leads astray will never find guidance. I bear witness there is no God but God, alone without any partners, and I bear witness that Muhammad is God's servant and God's messenger. You who believe, be mindful of God, as is God's due, and make sure you devote yourselves to God to your dying moment. Um, just like um, Raida mentioned, just wanted to make clear that uh, opinions shared today are my own and not that of the Women's Mosque of America. I'm so honored to be here today because as someone who just lost a hard-fought election in Irvine for city council, filled with hate and bigotry, I also bore the burden, like many of you, of dealing with our country's new leadership. Personally, I wanted to run because I was tired of helping others behind the scenes and felt used as I waited my turn. I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but waited your turn basically means you're not gonna run, it's not your time. It's a way to suppress newer candidates from um, running for office. I believed in having a council that represented the city of Irvine of today, not yesterday. A family-friendly city, a safe city, a city of innovation, and a diverse city. I was up against three major opponents during my campaign. A current council member who wanted to plant her candidate, another Muslim candidate that claimed I had terrorist ties and was anti-Israel, and of course, the rest of the 11 candidates running. But throughout the year, about a year and a half or so, I jumped over hurdles and through hoops. After not waiting my turn, I knew I had to push even harder. When many said I couldn't raise the funds, I proved them wrong and came up in the top two in June of 2015 and December of 2015, and came up in the top one in um, June of 2016. When many said I couldn't get the votes because of my name, no one's gonna vote for a Farah Khan. I decided to run for central committee in the primaries and got over 16,500 votes. Then came the party endorsement. They said I had no chance. So our campaign flexed its muscles and did everything that we needed to do to ensure that I got the party's endorsement. Out of the four Democrats running, all three who had previously run before, I was a newbie and still earned 70% of the votes to get that endorsement. However, during the last month of the campaign, I was hit with a smear campaign by the other Muslim candidate. I was opposed by the sitting council member who decided to go against the party's endorsement and endorsed a weaker candidate to divide my votes. And then of course, um, came the developers. Push-pulls were being done to determine who stood where, and when I came up in the top two, the opposition decided to funnel $60,000 against me. And then a week later, added another $10,000 in negative ads. By that time, I didn't have the funds to respond back. And out of 11 candidates, one being the incumbent, 
one who ran two times previously, and one who was supported by the incumbent, I came in a strong fourth with over 6,000 votes, um, more than the next person behind me. I think that sent a message out loud and clear. It's not your name, it's not your religion, it's who you are as a person. I'll share with you um, a story. A companion of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Abu Abbas, Abdullah bin Abbas, reported, one day I was riding behind the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, when he said, young man, I will teach you some words. Be mindful of God, and God will take care of you. Be mindful of God, and you shall find God at your side. If you ask, ask of God. If you need help, seek it from God. Know that if the whole world were to gather together in order to help you, they would not be able to help you except if God had written it so. And if the whole world were to gather together in order to harm you, they would not harm you except if God had written it so. The pens have been lifted and the pages are dry. I'm at peace with my results. However, the national election is a totally different story. After the election results came in, I wanted to be strong and move forward. But somehow I felt helpless at the hands of voters, some like you and me, some not like us, each having their own reason and thought behind what had happened. And so I let my emotions go through their cycles. There was denial, despair, anger, and finally hope. I'm no psychologist, but these are the four cycles I went through. And I'd like to share some of these experiences that came with these emotions. The denial. My friends were practically fighting with one another with ways that the announcement of our new president would, could, and should be changed. I have friends that are Democrats, Republicans, some that were supporting Stein, some supporting Johnson, and some that felt disenfranchised to even vote. The conversations about electoral vote versus the popular vote would not end. On Facebook, graphs and pie charts revealing who voted which way created even more friction. Each conversation seemed to end with, if somehow, or just get over it. Then came the despair. The common thread was, our world as we know it will end. People were discussing where to move to, Canada, New Zealand, I pick Spain. <laughs> they have a good soccer team. <laughs> because this didn't feel like home anymore. As news after news of hate crimes came in against people of color, Muslims, and other marginalized groups, fear began to grow. We were told not to go outside, to go in groups, be aware of our surroundings. Real threats were being made to people, and as a mother, I too became worried. I asked my children every day after school, did you see anything? Are you hearing anything? For a couple of days, I took a blanket, curled up on my couch, and stayed there. I didn't want to answer the phone, didn't want anyone coming over. I just felt helpless. The anger. Then came calls for protests. On one side, my friends were angry. They would not stand for a man who had called them by many inappropriate names, said he would deport them, ban them, and build a wall to keep them out. 
on the other side, there were some that said the liberals were being babies and should work to unite under our new leadership, that the things he said he wouldn't really do. And I became angry because some of my friends were seeing the racist writings on the wall, having their headscarves being pulled off. They were told they were going to be banned, deported, and hanged. Yet some of my friends didn't see it that way. They didn't understand that the fear, the pain, the anger was real, not just because Donald Trump was elected president, but because his campaign allowed others to act out on his words and think it was okay. People took to the streets in protests, and it felt good. Some made it sound like a bad thing, but it wasn't. It felt good to be among people who felt the same fear, pain, and anger. Conversations began on how to take action and how to protect one another. Talk of policies and laws ensued. The idea of safety pins and safe places were shared. These protests were good. They were healthy and they were much needed. Soon enough, the Muslim mom groups that I'd reached out to to help me on my campaign that wouldn't respond started calling and reaching out and asking to be trained on the political system and how they could get, become more engaged. There's hope. Today, I stand before you with hope. There's always hope. Share with you from Surah Bakra. It may be that you dislike a thing while it is good for you. And it may be that you love a thing while it is evil for you. And God knows while you do not. Our fight is for justice. The majority of us have been complacent for too long. And though we may dislike what is happening, it may be good for us. From another quote, verily, God does not change a people's condition unless they change their inner selves. In the next half of the khutbah, I will discuss, discuss why and how we can change our condition. I have said what I have said. May God forgive all of us. Alhamdulillah. All praise and thanks are due to God alone. I accept the fact that only 57.9% of voters voted this November. That's a little over half the people that could actually vote. And of that 57.9%, 47.3 voted for Trump. That's less than half of who voted. Many who voted for him state they wanted a change. They were tired of being denied the right to live a worthy life. They didn't care for the current establishment. I accept that, and I understand that, and I respect that. However, that doesn't mean that we as Latinos, African-Americans, Muslims, Jews, LGBTQ, special needs don't have a struggle before us. We do. Whether we dislike the outcome of the election or like it, we have work to do. We need to make sure our family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers understand that our government is by the people, for the people, only when there is involvement from the people. So let's get involved. And I'm not asking you to just learn about the candidates and vote. Now is the time to understand the government, 
Take part in policy making. Get in touch with your local elected officials and start a conversation. Become a person and not just a number on some statistic graph. So here's my biggest ask, run for office. We can't rely on others. We can't support others, but we need to be running ourselves. Whether it's as a delegate, central committee member, water board, community college, school district, city council, assembly, senate, congress, whatever your interest might be, get in there. Don't tell me you don't have time, because I thought I didn't have time. But I made the time. I've got two boys, 15 and 12. Then I have two foster boys that are 9 and 10. My husband and I run a restaurant and catering company. I'm the executive director of our interfaith council. I sit on several boards. I manage my children's soccer games, social activities, and special events. But I ran. I'll share with you a specific day in my campaign. When people say that it takes a lot, yeah, it does. But then you have to think, can I give of myself for a better tomorrow? Yeah, you can. So 7.30 AM, I was expected at the Rotary Club meeting. Got my heels on, got my blazer on. 9.30 AM, I had to drop off my middle schooler. Heels are off, blazer is off. He doesn't like that at school. 10 AM, I met with a mom's group to talk about the importance of childcare needs in the city. 11.30, I had precincts to walk going door to door, talking to people about issues. 3 p.m., be back at home for the kids. 4.30, I was expected at UCI campus for a student meeting. Got those heels back on. 6.30, I was sitting in my car making fundraising calls in a shopping plaza because 8 p.m., I was meeting a donor at a coffee shop who wanted to hand over a $50 check to me personally and host a meet and greet. You never say no when someone wants to meet you personally, no matter how small or big the check is. You make that time. I came home, took off my shoes, and realized I hadn't eaten all day. The coffee I had wasn't feeling so great in my stomach. But there were many times while at events when I would get my plate of food and not be able to touch it because I had an hour or so to meet with people and get them to do three things. Support me financially, vote for me, or help me with my campaign. That was the goal of each event. Get one of the above and make it worthwhile. I was only able to do it because I believe when there is a will, God creates a way. All I can offer you today is that if you have the will to run, to make a difference, I promise I will provide you with the guidance and training necessary to start. Let this election be the reason that propels you to action. But maybe this isn't for you, and that's okay too. Maybe you can help someone who is running. Maybe you can make those phone calls, walk the precincts, organize the data. There's always something to do. If campaigns aren't your thing at all, no problem. Find out what you're passionate about, whether it's the environment, whether it's safety, whether it's education. Find out who's working on these policies and get involved. We are responsible for our future. So let's do our future generations a favor and get involved today. Take action and be the change that you want to see in the world. God commands justice, doing good, and generosity towards relatives 
and God forbids what is shameful, blameworthy, and oppressive. God teaches you so that you may take heed. I pray that we all find our way towards hope. I pray that we all look out for one another and protect one another by standing up in the face of injustice. I pray that we come together to build stronger communities wherever we may, we may live. I pray God softens the hearts of our newly elected and appointed leadership and provides them with the guidance to be just. Wa'akim na'asala. Perform the prayer. <laughs>